0: Welcome to the Sal Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Sal here. And today we're breaking down the Sunday slate, the Easter Sunday slate, if you're on the East Coast for this one. It's going to start at 2 a.m. East Coast time five-game slate for Sunday, April 12th. If you happen to be watching this at midnight between midnight and 4 a.m. for some reason on Easter, happy Easter to you. We'll be having a video tomorrow too, so I'll wish the rest of you a happy Easter then. Uh, But yeah, we're going to break it down. This slate, I will say, just off of first look before doing my projections, before uh, running a ton of crunches, getting an idea and generating really some type of ownership, um, it is looking like uh, three or four of the the favorites that we usually like to target when they're underdogs are they're all favorites today. One. won uh, most of them are decent sized favorites and and boy oh boy these are some lopsided matchups we'll see if there's any underdogs that stand out like we have for the last few slates maybe two underdogs do stand out team we yesterday uh, maybe three stand out as one to get some exposure to but It is looking good. I will say at the beginning of this, because I have gotten a lot of questions about the recent losses of big teams and people saying, is it getting so much variant of a sport now that we have to uh, change up the whole mindset? Is it even worth playing? Yeah, everybody hold, hold your horses, hit the stop button. This for three weeks of playing this, it is majority, far majority of the favorites when they're big favorites winning. Almost every single night when these teams are minus 500 plus favorites, they're winning. And two nights happen where teams don't win and everybody wants to pull the plug. No, no, you have to see, I would say, weeks and months of data uh, for that to happen, for me to flip the switch and say, not to not jump on trends and avoid and be cautious, but um, to say that it is not worth playing and it is now variant. No, 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 that's not the case. Two nights do not change a long sample size of of huge favorites winning. Now, there is some real realistic concerns about match fixing possibilities in these Asian leagues. Like we've already seen one time this year with Weyang suspended for two years for doing that funplex Phoenix line, uh, the underdog in the funplex Phoenix rogue warriors, they moved 2% their line and shout out to brick 75 on Twitter for posting this, but you move 2%, um, Later in the day, I think a couple hours before lock, to move a line that much takes a ton of money. And to put a ton of money on like a plus five or plus $600 underdog, you either have to be A, somebody who's completely rich and blindly betting this stuff, which you're probably not blindly betting uh, League of Legends, or B, you have to probably know pretty well that that huge underdog is going to have a decent chance at winning if not dominating, the other team. So a little bit odd there. I guess we can have call them allegations, but uh, questions for how to account for that, questions for how to account for teams clinching playoff spots and motivation, there's really no way to account for it if we don't have the information. Like in the NFL, we know players are not going to start or we get the news from the coach that says they're going to play a quarter or a half um, or we just kind of have sentiment that these teams... based on the past years that you've clinched the number one seed, you're probably not going to have that much motivation. Right now, we don't really have any indication or information from these teams. I guess the best thing to do is judge it yourself. I'm not going to be trying to, uh, the phrase I used yesterday was, chasing ghosts, because if you chase ghosts long enough, maybe you'll catch one. But by the time you catch that one, all the other ghosts you chase wasted your time and your money uh, to the point where it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, if you know that somebody's a high substitution rate already or higher than you would like, and now they are already clinched on a team that does not seem to really show motivation based on some pass losses, then yeah, don't play them. Usually on my projections on Patreon, that's accounted for by just projecting two players and two players that usually will sub in and out. So they just don't pop up really uh, into your um, into your exposures all that much anyways, because of the risk. And that's how I approach it. So that's come some of the concerns that have been uh, thrown out there. And for the most part, we, we don't have control over that stuff. And we probably will not know about that stuff based on the reporting of just esports at this point, and it not being like any other major sport where there's uh, 3,500 beat writers per team or want to be beat writers per team. So with that said, let's get into it. If you can hit the subscribe button, I greatly appreciate it. If you got any value from my videos, these esports videos, I posted a, a Counter-Strike Global Offensive video yesterday. I posted like five hours before locks because so I knew it wasn't going to get a lot of viewership. That's something I'll probably post more on if the prize pools and when they get bigger. Uh, probably when esports, when, when there's like the week of between the spring and the summer leagues, maybe that'll happen, but... Yeah, appreciate it. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, if you want to get access to the League of Legends course that I made, it um, starts from just the basics all the way up to ownership, how to try and project it yourself, how to also uh, figure out ways to use optimizers. about a 40-minute segment or course section on that. That's linked to, at the top of the description below. You can click on that, figure out how to get it. It is sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight, and so is this video. Uh, Monkey Knife Fight, you get free $5 just upon playing and signing up with the link uh, down below in the description. So. Thank you for tuning into this video. I do greatly appreciate that. Now let's get into it, starting with the top lane. So I I would say that, like we said with the Vegas Lions, I mean, you have Invictus Gaming as a huge favorite, minus 769. You have Gen Esports as a huge favorite, minus 667. And then you have Funplex Phoenix and Dragon X both coming in as 370 favorites, Sooning the smallest favorite, although very appealing option, against Dominus Esports at minus 227. So all these teams are huge favorites. Uh, When your smallest favorite is minus 227, they're all pretty much huge favorites, Starting at the top with Invictus Gaming, and again, I'm not going to try to account for teams throwing games or teams not being motivated, unless I get that information, uh, that it is indeed happening other than just speculation at this point. Uh, So, the shy for uh, Invictus Gaming minus 769 favorite. Yeah. Going to be interesting. 6,800. None of these top laners are over 7k, which is nice to see. Um, once you start getting over that 7k range, it starts to become a little bit restrictive to not maybe prioritize top lane. We're not trying to do that, but just get some different types of stacks in there. So I think we should be fine when we're running exposures here. The most damage caused in the slate is by the shy Shy so I look pretty terrible the last amount. So hopefully that changes, but uh, 28.6, you're getting just 3.2 kills per contest. Most out of all the starters, um, other than natural from dominance esports, and then 6.3 assists. So fantastic option there. BUBU for, uh, Suning is probably somebody that I wouldn't prioritize if I'm playing one lineup and trying to get to a sooning stack. Um, I prioritize top lane I'd, or I prioritize pretty much every other position from sooning uh, before BUBU, but keep an eye on if it's been or beer beer if it's been definitely want to prioritize um con some people were nice enough to tell me that it's not pronounced kane it's con thank you um so from funplex again you're going to get a player who's having the most kills per contest on the slate at this position at 6400 as a 370 favorite that's a very good spot to be in who has also a huge huge ceiling like highest score on the slate type ceiling um, if indeed they can lock up the victory as a minus 370 favorite and if they lose again with late line movement later in the day and i'm sure brick will point it out uh, then there are some definitely sketchy things out there we should also send some uh, passive aggressive emails no but um Yeah, those are the the ones that stand out up top. They do. Uh, You can get to Rascal. Um, I doubt Gingun's going to start. Doran, I think, is interesting because of the price tag. So Doran is a 370 favorite for Dragon X. Does have high upside. And as a top laner, you're just looking for those those 70-point performances that you can snag in a victory, even if it's in the mid-60s. Doran has the assist numbers. The creep score doesn't die all that often. Has started a ton of games, so the sample size is pretty good. And really, it's just a price point thing at $6,000 flat. If you're looking for any type of underdogs here, I don't know necessarily if there's live underdogs if we try and play this straight up, uh, but just based on positions, based on the ceilings of these players, if indeed they were to win. Um, Ad- 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 doe, if you get to start there, Adai is going to be fantastic. It's going to be probably the player who, on average, scores the most points per contest. Again, it's if you get to start 3.1 kills per contest. Is solid and then Keen uh, 37 games is the most out of anybody on the slate right now. You're getting the second most uh, damage percentage from Keen. You're getting a very good kill participation for a top laner, it's the most out of all the starters. So, a lot of involvement there. The problem for Keen for AF is just the opportunity to actually pick up the victory, a plus 259 underdog there. So, those are some underdog options. Um, As we move over to mid lane, I'll kind of just talk about what I'm seeing early on before obviously putting in projections before trying to account for ownership because that will heavily influence where I'm going with my uh, stacks. I, I, I can play all the best plays as well, but if everybody else is playing them, it's it's not really worth anything to me. So I think what's going to happen today is that you're going to just see massive uh, exposure spread out amongst uh, the, the top For maybe the top five at Sooning own teams, and and I think we might get lucky now. Sooning is priced as the second most expensive team, pretty much like across the board, or the most expensive team. I think we might actually see some lower ownership on them because of the fact that they're just a minus two twenty seven favorite, and their price point is going to be a little bit restrictive for that. Now they're probably overpriced for how much of a favorite they are, but they're not overpriced for what their overall points ceiling is on this slate. I think we're going to get some pretty spread out ownership between Invictus gaming between suning between funplex and even between gen esports and if that's the case in four of the five you can throw dragon x so all five favorites if there's spread out ownership there and nobody is wildly over owned or only one team is wildly over owned you can make the case that just playing the favorites on this slate on a five game slate with four two one four three stacks using heavy randomness getting different your stacks is going to be enough there um I guess Edward Gaming against Funplex Phoenix stands out. I guess AF, which I don't really like playing them anyways, in victories, um, they struggle to really put up a, a, a tournament winning score against Dragon X. Those are like the two underdogs that do stand out. Dominus Esports against Sooning, I'm probably going to lean more towards the Sooning side there, even though Dominus Esports is the smallest figure. Again, this is all preview related things, this can all change based on what ownership is. Like if Suning comes out and they're by far the highest owned team, but they're the, the fifth biggest favorite, well then yeah, I'll start to leverage that by getting Dominus Esports on the other side, just because it doesn't matter what my opinions are on the matchup at that point. It just matters that there is a huge edge to be gained and, and positive EV then starts to slide to uh, leveraging against them in that point. So I do think this late first time in maybe a week that none of the underdogs stand out as like really strong plays. But again, once ownership in there's ways you can try and project ownership yourself if you don't want to buy membership to somewhere, um, I link that down below into the course. Once that's kind of accounted for and I do that myself, reference it across the industry, uh, we'll actually see if that, that, that theory, I guess, holds up. So do and be angel, rookie, the top three players in terms of price points on mid lane or the top three that... I would like to get to if you're looking for any underdog at mid lane scout from Edward gaming just has a huge ceiling upside if they were to knock off um, funplex Phoenix so I think that scout is at least in play there has solid numbers in terms of assists average kills they're both above average there between kills and assists but yeah it's very top heavy here do and be angel and rookie are are by far the three players that stand out the most to me, BDD from Gen Esports in whoever starts for Dragon Axe, if it is Toby. So the five favorites are the ones that really do stand out. A tier of their own, though, would be Doom B, Angel, and Rookie. Um, I would say that Rookie and Doombie are on almost a tier of their own above Angel at that point as well. Two support players we go, and it's nice to see that So you get two players at $6,000 or above, but these two players do pick up just a ton of points, mainly Southwind. Southwind and Crisp are the two players that I would get to the most, Funplex Phoenix and Invictus Gaming's uh, support players, and we'll see what ownership does to change that. You're getting four players in the slate that average over nine assists per contest at support. You don't see that often. Sometimes there's three, usually there's two. But Kira, Crisp, Sword Art, and Southwind, uh, the four most expensive players are all going to be very much in play for me. I actually do think Crisp and Southwind, although I'm not going to prioritize them in the captain spot, I'm going to allow support players to get in the captain spot. And if I have not a high percentage, I don't want 10, 15, 20% of support players or those specific players in my captain spot. But if I had some of them and they were to spike their their 75 to 85 point upside for ceilings, um, that definitely puts them in play for the captain spot if they can indeed hit that ceiling and everything else works out well for them. So those four stand out for me. Um, life, if life was to start over Kellen for Gen Esports, will have some interest. I don't really have any interest in these underdogs. Like, There's going to be five victorious teams on this slate. I would assume three of the favorites are going to him, if not all five. So I don't really have any interest in the underdogs here. Um, Miko from Edward Gaming would be the only one at $5,000 flat, who I think has somewhat of a decent ceiling. All these other underdogs, even in victories, they're not scoring a ton of points. So um, I'd rather just focus on three of the five favorites that if they win their team, their their support players probably scoring 60 to 80 points. Whereas if some of these underdogs win, their support players still might only score like 55 points. Um, so yeah, I'm really not that interested in the underdog support players here. All right, heading into AD carry now. So Feng, so this is what I was talking about. So Sooning is either priced as like the most expensive or the second most expensive player at each position. Youngfang, who I think is fantastic, who I probably wouldn't price it this high is priced this high. So this is why I think that you're probably going to see some lower ownership on them because they're not as big of a favorite. They're the smallest favorite, but they're all overpriced um, just based on what their performances can be and where their Vegas odds are. Now, Hung Feng leads the slate in kill participation, kill participation, leads the same damage percentage, not quite there in average kills and assists, but still a very strong play, but he's priced over puff. He's priced over LWX, um, even priced over hope. Uh, some players who now hopes an underdog, but some players in LWX in um in in Puff, even in, you can even argue deft to an extent. These three players are equal, if not better players and bigger favorites uh, than Young Feng on a per game basis. Um, Just whether you're talking about kills, Puff has the edge in kills there. Whether you're talking about just points per game, that would be LWX, so bigger favorite too. So yeah, I'm a little bit interested in the price point. It makes me interested because I think it's going to steer other people away. If you're running an optimizer, it's definitely going to push you away. Just because they're Vegas odds to win, it's going to impact projection. It's going to create a situation where you don't get as much of them because one, the Vegas odds winner is lowering their projection, and two, their salary is lowering their value. So I do think that you'll get uh, some decent leverage there, but we'll see if the ownership is indeed lower. Um, that being said, so Youngfang stands out. Puff in LWX are fantastic price points. Puff at 8K flat for a player who is a almost minus 900 favorite and averages over five and a half kills per game. That definitely stands out. Um, if you're looking for some uh, lower-owned uh, AD carries that can spike an upside in a, a victory, if there was an upset, uh, Jing J uh, for Billy Billy Gaming. If you're looking there against Invictus, it's just probably not a spot I get to as uh, plus four sixty-three, the biggest underdogs on the slate. Other than that, not much stands out. Uh, Ruler is a nice $7,200 price point. If you wanted to go with Gen Esports as your four-man stack, um, put Ruler in the captain spot and then finish out your two or three-man stacks or even one-one-one with some other teams, I think it makes some sense from a price advantage. Let's finish it up with Jungler. So getting into jungler now, you do have 30 players at $7,000 or above. So it's going to restrict some of those lineups and some of those stacks. I think it'll make sure that, um, well, make sure if one that Liang is starting for Invictus Gaming, but Sayosic, I think it'll make that you get some more lineups with Sayosic. I think Gen Esports will start to become pretty popular uh, or at least they should become popular. So we'll see what happens. They're the second biggest favorite, still a huge favorite at minus 667. Most of their players are the cheapest, even though they're like, out of all the favorites, even though they're the second biggest favorite. And these guys can spike a huge ceiling. So Clyde for Gen Esports at 6,600. I want to see what the ownership looks like. But if the ownership is is coming in spread out, like I think it might, um, then I'm going to be interested there. If there's one team that I think picks up a ton of ownership, I guess two teams, it would be one Gen Esports because they're so cheap. And then number two, uh, it would probably be Invictus Gaming because they're such a big favorite and they're surprisingly cheaper than I thought they would be. I thought Gen East or I thought Invictus Gaming based on their favorite Based on their matchup, would be all the price points of pretty much what you're getting out of Suning Gaming, who is the smallest size favorite. And once again, here you see SFM as a jungler being the most expensive. Probably not a player I'll get too much. Yes, out of all the starters, SFM does lead them all in uh, average assists right now at 8.7. He's right now third in uh, kill participation at 76.3. But the thing that's interesting to me is that you have SFM just at $7,400 and that is a steep price point. So I really don't know, once again, how owned Suning is going to be because of how steep these price points are and their projections are going to be probably similar, if not, and I would assume lower than Invictus Gaming, than um, Gen Esports, then probably Dragon X, then similar to Funplex Phoenix, lower if not. So um, yeah, I do think that the ones that stand out the best here from Jungler in terms of where I would go from just hand-building a few lineups, Clyde at 6,600 makes a lot of sense if you're trying to get those four-man Gen Esports stacks in there. Finish them up with Liang or Tian from Funplex and Invictus Gaming to try and flip it back the other way. Liang leading all players and junglers at 3.6 kills per contest. Out of all the starters, that's one more kill per contest than anybody else in the sleep. As the biggest favorite, 175% of the matches that Liang has played so far. Underdog jungler options. Um, There's a couple. It depends on who really starts here for Edward Gaming. Whoever starts for Edward Gaming, I would have slight interest in. uh, And that's probably completely it, to be honest with you. Um, Yeah, so I, I think that in terms of underdogs, I might get some shares of Edward Gaming. We'll see what the underdog's ownership looks like. If it's all like, 3% 3% owned on these underdog stacks, maybe a few pop off at like 7 8% owned. I'll have shares because at that point, if you're playing 150 lineups, getting literally like four lineups is issue getting 2% of that team. So I'm not going to just force it in for everybody, but I do think that Edward Gaming stands out a little bit. Dominus Esports, if you have Sooning as not being owned, I'll just take the chance on playing Sooning as the favorite instead of getting leverage with Dominus Esports, and I think that's probably where it leans more, just based on the fact that they're not going to grade out as good value um, as a lower favorited team. So uh, that's where I'm at with all the positions. Just to look at the team spot, I'll put the stats on the board for you. The team spots, I'll, I'll have exposure to all the teams that I think win, which is going to be the five favorites, which will probably be Dominus Esports and Edward Gaming. After that, Billy Billy, uh, HLE, and AF, uh, Avicii freezes, I'm probably not going to have um, exposure to their team spot. That doesn't mean they're players yet, but there's team spots specifically. Uh, if they even pick up the upset uh, or one or two of them pick up an upset, they can definitely be in winning lineups, but more times than not, it won't be that high scoring of teams. I mean, you have HLE uh, that, and even AF for to an extent, but really HLE, who is just a, a terrible team in terms of even in victories, you're squeaking by at that point. You're not sweeping teams 2-0 well to get a huge um, win bonus. You're not really doing a ton in those matches to, to get up there with just 8.8 kills per game, just 0.66 KDR. Uh, so that's where I'm at. Hopefully this video helps you. This is the the Sunday Easter site. So again, Happy Easter to anybody who's watching this at that point. A uh, five game slate, fifty k to first. Yet again, thanks for continuing to tune into the esports coverage. Going to have much much more uh, esports as we continue to grind through the, the apocalypse of the physical sports. But yeah, uh, you check out my Patreon down below. Uh, what is on there is going to be for League of Legends um, rankings, projections, these data tables with interests as well, uh, CS:GO rankings data tables, projections, rocket lead rankings uh, in data tables as well as all the eNBA. We'll have anything that comes up for iRacing in the NASCAR series for next weekend. We'll have anything that comes up. Uh, for golf and as well in terms of the outlaw tour these one day events where probably half the field is going to end up withdrawing so thanks for tuning in hit the subscribe button before you go and finally if you do want to check out how to get access to the league of legends course that i made totally for free thanks to the sponsor of this video monkey knife fight it is at the top of the description of this podcast and youtube video below if you have any questions feel free to reach out to me on twitter at sal dfs or in the comment section below thank you everybody and i will see you in the next one